Shut them down. 
on for People will come back into your life after they get disappointed by the people who they thought were better than you. Oh, that is so true. Good morning. Happy Friday, ass family, and welcome to a Friday edition of the Arnie State Show. So glad you could make it this morning. Boy, do we have a show in store for you today. Literally, I think my favorite news story now of all time will be happening at the top of next hour. The pure stupidity of one state in this country blows me away. And if you're trying to guess right now what country or what, what state it is, you should already know. You should already know. But we'll get to it here in just a little bit. We got lots to get to. First of all, first of all, today's T-shirt. Um, yeah, that, that, that's right. We're, we're doing T-shirt. Where, where's my T-shirt thing? Uh, here we go. It's T-shirt time? Yeah. 12 tennis T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 12 tennis. It's T-shirt time. Yeah. T-shirt time. Woo! It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt yeah. time. Yeah, so nice. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put their T-shirts on. Yeah. Y'all, look at my new shirt. Now, now today's shirt, I don't usually make a lot of uh, political statements with my shirts. Mostly the political statements are middle fingers and things like that. That, that That's about as... That's about as political as I get. I like wrestling T-shirts, and I like band T-shirts. Political ones, eh, I dabble in them every once in a while. But today's T-shirt is special due to all of our new friends in the country. <laughs> Woo! Borders being torn down. Arriba, arriba! Today's shirt says, sorry, no hablo. Fuck Tardo. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Hey. I'm just trying to be a good host here. We'll uh we'll 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 get we'll get back to that story here in just a little bit. I want to say good morning to people, and I have a few questions I have to ask before I actually get the show uh, uh vominosing, if you will. Um, if, if that is a, a correct uh, a verbiage, uh, vominosing. Uh, first one here today, Swoosh. He says, morning, ass family. Question of the day. If the parking garages can't handle the weight of electric vehicles, what's going to happen on all electric vehicles when they hit bridges? Well, I can answer this in the form of John Cougar Mellencamp, that they may come a-crumbling down. But, but but are we really worried about that? I mean, I, I, I mean, come on, electric vehicles are going to save the planet. Come on, everybody, let's 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 all gather in and all drive electric. Even though we have to get electric through coal, which is a fossil fuel. Shh. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, 
I, I think that's the new. That's the only way I can do it now. Is I just have to make so much blatant fun of it. We're not gonna bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. Uh, Cowboys girl, good morning to you. She says, "Good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Let's get the party started. Indeed, we will." Looky there, Mage is in the house. Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? Domo, arigato. Round here. We speak American, okay, bud? And, and Mage, don't forget. Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. There you go. He says, good morning, ass and AIG. Battleborn says, good morning on this fantastic Friday ass family. Well, I'm so happy to see you here, Battleborn. Trash Bandit says, morning, family. I'm learning that concerts on, week- on weekdays are, that are more than an hour from your home make a rough morning. God bless morning rock stars for breakfast, LOL. Who'd you see? What, what, what show did you go to? Did you go to a good show? Hey, man, I, I'm interested. I like hearing about good concerts. When I hear there's a good concert in a band I might like, I might go see him. I might go see him. I don't know. But you got to tell me who it is. Well, Lottie freaking duck. Look at that. Straight, well, Lottie freaking duck. Straight fires in the house. He says, uh, swoosh, my EV weighs uh, 3,560 pounds, about 1,000 pounds less than America's most popular truck, the F-150. The, yes, the most popular truck in America that is found on the side of the road. Uh, because it's a Ford. But uh, straight, straight Fire, I, I, I saw what you tried yesterday, and because and I love you. Got too late yesterday in the show. Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. All right, good. Fantastic. I was wondering We're getting it out of the way. if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I, I, I don't want to meet you. Mage says, damn, the music today got me moving. Ah, that's my job. Stinkfist says, morning, ass family. Looks like a nice, easy weekend for the Rangers. Hey, I, look, look. They won last night 4 nothing. I'm happy. I'm going to the game next Saturday. I haven't been to a game yet this season, so I'm really excited. Um, they're playing against the Rockies. We're sitting in the all-you-can-eat section. That's right. You heard it. They have an all-you-can-eat section. I'm sitting in there. Um, it's Roscoe's very first baseball game. I'm really geeked up on that. But 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 what I'm I, I, I'm just I, I I'm so excited because the Rangers could still be in first place next week. I didn't get to see the Rangers play in first ba- in first place a lot. The last time they were in first place and I saw them play, it was the World Series, and they were the first place for the American League, and we ended up losing that series to St. Louis. But I digress. At least I saw them in first. place. I want to see my Rangers in first place. It it it, it uh, just uh, warms the cockles of my soul. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that next week. Um, yeah, and, and I can't count these games. Look, look, Oakland plays is tough. We lost one to them. We lost one to them. Good Darren says, good morning and happy Friday, ass family. Well, happy Friday right back to you, my brother. I hope that you have a fantastic day and a fantastic weekend uh, as well, but we got a lot to do here. Um, Fuck your mama. Ah, hot mama's in the house. She says, happy Friday, ass. V Coop says, yep, with that Trump, but I'm wearing my coffee bit. <laughs> what, you mean? Vagina. <laughs> Vagina. <laughs> Vagina. It's just so fucking good. Vagina. <laughs> oh. Oh, my lucky the one, uh, the only bratty kid is all up in the face. 
God damn it, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Well, I, I, I really, I, I, I hope you don't do that. Uh, I hope you have a spectacular day today, Braddy Kid. Stinkfist says, hmm, my home state of California, shocker. Yes, so wait till you hear. But the diesels and the uh, F-150s will be EVs, two straight fire. Uh, my man Derek's all up in the house. Becca! Derek says, well, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking... Becca! No, Friday. Uh, <laughs> Triple Mom says, sorry, Derek, for all these likes. I don't know how I did that. Tapped it again to remove it. Gave another like. Good morning. Uh, Braddy Kid says, Taylor Swift the next three nights. Woo! The Amity Affliction. I don't even know what that band is, but hey, I'm glad you had a good time. That's awesome. I probably wouldn't go to a band like that. I'm betting the Amityville Affliction. Uh, I'm betting for some odd reason that is a thrash metal type band. Not a big fan of that genre. Respect it. Respect. Just not my my brand of vodka, if you will. Stinkfist says, first place, what's that? Shut up. You've won a World Series. Don't pander to me. Don't pander to me. The A's have World Series. We were the A's doormat for my my season ticket reign. The Bash Brothers, Dave Stewart, Ricky Henderson. Yeah, I got to watch them pound our ass each and every time we went and saw Oakland play. My mama says, oh, bad hair. Caden says, howdy. Hey, bad hair. How you doing, buddy? Hope you're doing well. Now, I got a question, okay? Got a little question. A little question. Little question, and and by the way, uh, before I do the the story that that ruins California in the next hour, I will have a uh, an update on the days of the ass life. We we have a gigantic update coming, so you you'll want to be around for that. That's what you call a tease. Yeah, thirty four years ago. Yeah, I was still there though. Stink fist. I saw it firsthand. The, 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 the 5,000 strikeout game? Yeah, the 5,000. Guess who won that game? Not the Rangers. Thank you, Ruben Sierra, for your three errors that night. Yeah, I was there. I got the ticket stub on the wall. Ricky Henderson, strikeout number 5,000. A's won the fucking game. I got to interview Tony LaRussa about once, and it, one of the highlights of my sports broadcasting career. The main highlight did happen during that interview when we're talking, and he and I were talking baseball. I'm talking baseball with Tony LaRussa. And we're talking in a commercial break, and he looks at me. He goes, I'm really sad that I have to catch a flight because you're probably one of the smartest baseball fans I've ever talked to. And I'm, like, glowing, right? We go back on the air, and and I was telling him about my dad, you know. And, and, and look, look the, here's the Tony LaRussa interview. He walked in the studio, and... And I was starstruck. I, I'll give you that. It's Tony LaRue, one of the greatest managers in baseball history. And he walks into the, the, the office or the studio, and I extend my hand to him. I said, Mr. LaRusa, it's, it's, it's an honor to meet you. And I said, I got to tell you, though, you ruined my 2011. He was the manager of the Cardinals. And that was the year that I took my dad to the World Series, game three. Albert Pujols hit three home runs in that game. And Tony LaRussa did the most fucking rock star thing I've ever seen in my life. When I said, you ruined my 2011. And he goes, were you a Rangers fan? I said, yes, sir. And he goes, oh, you mean this? 
and he wiggled his fucking World Series ring at me. He knew he was wearing like fucking all of them, and he knew exactly which one it was. And he goes, "You mean this one?" And I was like, "Wow!" I knew that interview was going to be awesome from that moment on. So we talk baseball. We're doing all this kind of stuff. And we come back on the air, and uh, he goes, uh, you were telling me about your dad. I was like, yeah, I took my dad. He goes, what's your dad's name? And my dad was listening to this show. I said, my dad's name's Jerry. He goes, Jerry, you did one hell of a job raising a great son. I, I was in tears. I mean, I've got tears strolling down my face. I didn't talk for like three minutes. Called dad after the show. He goes, that was the, that was the greatest thing ever. I was like, you goddamn right. I made that happen. You remember which child made that happen, pal. I stumbled across a recent video of the old show. Holy shit, I cannot believe how much weight one of them has gained. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was my big that was my moment with Tony Bruce and it was fucking awesome. Um so last night now I I fancy myself as a a country music aficionado, if you will. And I don't think many people would disagree that I have a pretty good palette when it comes to country music. I mean, to me, the all-time greatest country song, and, 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 and it's tough to say who does it the best. But this is the latest version of it, I hear it, and... and I'm so lonesome I could cry. Probably the greatest country song. I, I mean, I mean, there are people that will say there's another one that's even better. And and I got to tell you, I do love this one too. He said I'll love you till I die. Oh, George, that's like syrup. She told him you'll forget in time. Oh God, sing it. As the years. So last night. <clears throat> 22 miles away from my house, the Academy of Country Music Awards were taking place. That's right. They weren't in Glitzy, Vegas. They weren't in New York. They weren't in Nashville. They were in Frisco, Texas, at the star, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, 25 years ago, I would have been at that show. Because I, I I will say this right now, I guarantee you, I know who would have been Entertainer of the Year. It would have been uh, this uh, this little fella right here. It would have been George, by the way, who was not even nominated for anything. As long as George Strait's breathing, he is the best male artist. Whiskey is a gasoline that lights the fire that burns the bridge. Buenos dias, ogre. So last night. The, the Academy of Country Music Awards happened. This is their big award show. This is Country Music's big award show. And uh, Dolly Parton was hosting with Garth Brooks. Now, I didn't watch any of it. I've seen some highlights this morning, and I'm, I'm what's the word I'm looking for? Sickened. That's the word I'm looking for, sickened. Um, so, so Garth and, and Dolly are on stage, and she's like, Hi, Garth. Uh, I hear that I'm your hall pass. Hey, how about a threesome? 
Yuck. A threesome with Dolly Parton, who's 80, Garth Brooks, who's fat, and Trisha Yearwood, who's even fatter. Yuck. That wasn't even the most repulsive part of the night. I saw, like, the the pre-show. There's a dude there wearing a dress. There's a dude at the Academy of Country Music Awards wearing a dress, and he's allowed to be there. If I haven't taught you anything about country music, country music is about everything except inclusion. And all you have to know about that is this song. The old man was covered with tattoos and scars. If you can find the original version of If That Ain't Country by David Allen Coe, that's what country music is. So there's a dude walking around the Academy of Country Music Awards wearing a dress. That big fat sorry bastard Jelly Roll was there doing a song. Why? I don't know, because he ain't no country. And by the way, if any of y'all motherfuckers are listening online today, Anybody that was an artist or a performer, and you got so you got a problem with what I say, you you can email me at artyradio1 at gmail.com. I'll give you my address. You're literally 24 miles from my house. Jelly Roll, you want to come over here and say something to me? I'm feeling froggy. Who <laughs> wore the dress Brooks are done? <laughs> They were actually nominated last night for Best Duo. And by the way, they should have won. They were better than everybody else. But the most egregious thing, two of the most egregious things I've seen, this broad Laney Wilson, this broad that was on Yellowstone for a few episodes, has taken over the country music world. And by the way, she's terrible. She is no Kelsey Ballerini. She couldn't, she couldn't even lift up the training bra of Reba McIntyre. And she's winning all these awards. But I got a question. Got a question. Here's my question. I'll gladly take the answer off the air, or <laughs> as they would say. Um, 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 why in the blue hell was Ed Sheeran performing at the Academy of Country Music Awards last night. Now, now, now you can tell me that he's got a duet with Luke Combs, because that's what it is. Um, But I'm just here to tell you something. Just here to tell you something. No. Uh Uh-uh. No. Mm -mm. By the way, next year that will win Collaboration of the Year, if that didn't win already Collaboration of the Year. And I got to tell you, uh, it ain't it, it ain't worth jack or squat. You, you want a collaboration? I'll give you a collaboration. I'll give you the one of the greatest country collaborations of all times. Uh, right here. How about God will keep us free? How about Ray Charles and Willie Nelson? That's a collaboration. They could hear the riders coming. He said, this is my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. Damn right. That's a collaboration. But but uh, nobody's answered me yet why Ed Sheeran was at the Academy of Country Music Awards last night. Maybe, maybe he was just helping celebrate 
the now 24,000 border guards ready to stop the migrant surge as Title 42 expires. If you haven't seen the videos, and a judge has stopped it, but not really, thousands of our illegal aliens are walking into our country right now. Right now. They're going to try to cross him over to country like Shania, Faith Hill, and T-Swift did the other way. Please no. There's no room in here for a red-headed ginger. No. A red-headed ginger. That was, that was a little bit overkill. Sorry. Um, now, I know that my stance on this may sound mean and harsh. I, I don't care. I don't care. Once I start to sound a little too mean and a little too harsh, I'll just play vagina and that'll make you laugh. Um, I am 100% in favor of immigration to this country. The America that I know, the America that I love, welcomes people and welcomes here legally. Whitewash says at least Adele didn't. Pro- okay, there you go. There we go. We got it again. There it is. Surprised they didn't ask her. Hello. Yeah, hello. It's me. We we know. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No. Uh, maybe Reba and Ed Sheeran can sniff each other's red crotches like a couple of dogs. America was built to be a melting pot. Meaning we have people from all over the world come here. And that's the way we were built. We came here from Great Britain. And people have been coming here since we were discovered. I have zero problem with that. I'm not one that says, shut the borders down. In times of struggle, I think we need to lock them down a little bit more secure. But you still allow the people in who are doing it legally. Like our official Indian Stackar's parents did. See, it's nice to know somebody like Stackar for a lot of reasons. First of all, he's a good dude. And secondly, his parents and he have a great story. And the story is they came here from India. And his parents did the heavy lifting. They became U.S. citizens and Stackar then was born here, so he's an American no matter what. But why are we going to punish those people by allowing these people in that don't have to do the heavy lifting? The five, the ten-year plan to become American citizens. Why does it take so long? Because we're worth it. That's why. Because America is worth it. But our current president, the head of, of, of everything, uh, Homeland Security, Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, who, by the way, should be impeached, fired, Fucking jailed, drug behind a chicken truck. I, I mean, anything. Uh, my mom came here legally 50 years ago. I don't see why it's hard. It, it, you see, it's not hard for the people that really want it. These people don't want it. They want to go back and forth. Your mom, stink fist. I can tell you. St- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Your mom wanted to come here and make a life here. A lot of these people that are coming over the border 
I'll say that I'll say that I, at least half of them are coming here to make a life for themselves, and then split out that other half. They're either trafficking human beings, they're bringing fentanyl, they're bringing drugs, or they're the people that come here and work here, and then they take all the money that they make here because they find a business that will pay them under the table and they won't be taxed for it, but they'll steal somebody's social security number so they can get past the clerical system in the workplace. They'll take that cash, and then they send it back to Mexico. Now, how does that help America? Oh, that's right, it doesn't. Well, you're getting your hotel rooms cleaned, and you're, you're getting your stuff built, and you're getting your lettuce picked. Hey, I, I'm here to tell you, I, got, I can fix the system. But y'all, y'all don't like what my fix is. My fix is mean. I guess, it's, I, I guess that I've just turned over this new mean leaf, and I love it. It's my favorite thing. This is the part of the show where I need to go sit in the corner with that pointy hat. Um, th- I, I'll be, I'll be mean. I, I, I don't care. Th- this is ridiculous that this is happening. I haven't seen any projections yet, but seeing the throngs of people that are coming. We could see 100,000 people cross the border this weekend, and I'm talking about that one down in Brownsville. Not the, They're running across a bridge in El Paso. And I'm sorry that it's illegal, but it's illegal. So here's my mean fix. All these companies that go out and they hire these illegal aliens and pretty much pay them slave wages... And they're doing hard work. I'm not going to lie and say the illegals aren't doing hard work. I'm not going to say the other thing that a lot of Americans like, well, they're doing the jobs Americans won't do. Well, the Americans won't do them yet. You see, that's where President States comes in. When I swoop in and I look at the American people in my first address to them, the first thing that I'm going to do is I am cutting welfare and unemployment benefits to 45 days. That's right, 45 days. Go out and find a job. Now, there will be some people, the left, the pussies. I shouldn't say the left because there will be plenty of people on the right that are against that because I'm mean. So the nice pussies will come out and go, well, get ready for a surge in crime. Do you think that America right now is worried about a surge in crime when we have what we have going on in Chicago each and every weekend? When we have school shootings going rampant, when we have mass shootings going rampant, do you think I'm worried about a a, a surge in shoplifting? We already have it. That's a cop-out. Most people won't do that. They will then, in turn, go to those jobs. And they will pick the lettuce. They will clean the hotel rooms. And before anybody hits me with the other argument, well, get ready for a $22 head of lettuce. No. No, you you see, what we're going to do is those companies that pay the illegal workers like slaves and treat them like slaves... 
See, I'm looking out for the illegal aliens. First of all, they shouldn't be here. And secondly, if they are here and they're working and they have a job and they're not being paid accordingly, that business is going to get fined. So now what do you got? Americans are going to do those jobs. I've killed welfare and unemployment. I've, I, I've pretty much, our national debt now is at zero, and I just really didn't have to do anything. See, I could fix baseball with just the strike zone, and I could fix America with just that. And, and, and then, then after I would say that in the address, I would look at it, and I would go, okay, now to the rest of the world. We live by a simple credo in my house. Fuck around and find out. And I will say fuck around on TV. What do you do? You're going to find me, the president? Well, I pardon myself. Fuck you. I will look at the rest of the world. Fuck around and find out. I'm going to tell you right now, when I go, when, and, and this is why I'm not president. We, we, we can all realize I'll never be president, even though I should be. Um. When I go to the, the G19 summit or whatever the hell it is, and you got Mao Zedong or, or, or President Z, that's I'm sorry, I, I get those two confused. When he comes up to me and he bows and I'm supposed to bow back, I ain't bowing. If he extends his hand to shake my hand, I ain't shaking his hand. I'm going to show that motherfucker up. I'm going to show him the disrespect that he shows the, the rest of the world. Same with good old Vlad. I might kick Vlad square in the nuts. I will be the first president to get into a fist fight on stage. Now, granted, I'll probably be assassinated at some point. And when I do get assassinated, ask family, I, 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 I have two words for you. Two words. Avenge me. Can we vote Trump states? It's called poverty-driven. You work to live a good life. Amen. Amen. But the borders are open. Even though they're trying to say, oh, no, they're not really open yet. They're open. They're open. And we'll get to enjoy it. Now, going to our current leader who's caused this terrible border fiasco. Democrats and independent voters are alarmed over the new allegations against the Biden family. What? What? They're alarmed? You don't say. The latest allegations from House Republicans have put more pressure on a scandal with the Biden family. One voter, an independent voter named Mary Josephine Gittisero, says, It's completely unethical. You have foreign nationals funneling money into an LLC then being dispersed to the Biden family. I mean, it's basically unethical. No, it's not. It is unethical. It's not basically unethical. It is unethical. And it is a national security threat. And it is treasonous. (sighs) I just... I, I, I just have to laugh at all this. I mean, we've known this about Biden for years. We know how unethical this man is. We know that he's a racist. 
He plagiarized a paper in college. He plagiarizes speeches. I, I, I mean, this. What a stupid son of a bitch. I mean, I mean, that's the least that you could say about him. Honestly. And it's just going to get worse because guess what? Hey, hey, are you ready for this? Joe Biden is already setting the stage for pardoning Hunter. As he said, this is a political witch hunt. So so Hunter Biden admits on TV to smoking crack. Okay, I, I, I'm just going to do this one more time, I promise. So he, 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 he talks about smoking crack. And he bought a gun. And on the federal paperwork, it says, have you ever used drugs or are you a drug user? I've never filled out the form, but I think it says something like that. And he checked no. Probably while he was high on crack. He lied on a federal document. That is punishable by jail time. He admits to using drugs. If he owns a gun and he signed that, then what is it? And his daddy saying, oh, I'll pardon him. Well, do we need to see any more corruption? Isn't that as, about as corrupt as it gets? I mean, I, if you guys disagree with me, that, that, it's fine to disagree with me on this. But I, I just, I, I laugh at all of this. Because otherwise I'd be crying, honestly. Now, two nights ago, we got the greatest sound drop ever from, from, from Donald Trump. When he was talking about the woman who framed him or who, who sued him and he, he lost the libel case over. When he said that, he named, that she named her dog or cat. Vagina. And you see, this was a a, a part of uh, uh, asked if one is addicted to drugs or controlled substances. Okay, all right, and he was. Um, Donald Trump was on CNN the other night doing a town hall, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday. How AOC came out, and of course, Joy Behar came out because we can't go on a day without knowing what she feels like. And now the head of CNN, Chris Lick, remember he just took over about six months ago, is, quote, facing criticism for the rank from the rank and file at the network, giving former President Donald Trump a forum to repeat what he said before. Um, there's, a, there's a great clip. I wish I could, uh, let's see, um, Let's see if it's on CNN.com because Anderson Cooper is losing his mind. Oh, here we go. This this is so fantastic. Anderson Cooper is the biggest pussy I've ever seen in my life. If you have I this, mean, I mean, if like there was a world record book for the the largest vagina, I, I would have to say it is Anderson Cooper. I mean, when I look at Anderson Cooper, I just see vagina all day long. I'm waiting for this ad to play out for AARP because I don't want anybody to say, Ernie, have you, have you applied for it yet? No, I have not. I'm not that old yet. 
and getting there. Here hey, we Dean, go. Before we begin with tonight's broadcast, I want to say something about what we witnessed at last night's town hall. <laughs> Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. <laughs> Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. What and lie? I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men and call Caleb. Whoa, 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 whoa. The five cops that jumped that one guy in Memphis, you, you don't want to call them thugs? Okay. All right, Anderson. I'll live in your, your, your pink pastel world. Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing, disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. We all know that's and it was true. awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. I would like to point out that Anderson Cooper is a highly decorated journalist. And it is the job of journalists to see both sides of the story when it comes to political stuff. That used to be the way journalism was done. For Anderson Cooper to come out on his show and start his show off with this diatribe, this diarrhea of thought that he has about this. First of all, I was told it was a lie that Hunter Biden accepted millions of dollars from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. Wow. Wow. Turned out that was true, even though this guy, Anderson Cooper, said that was a lie. But it was true. Now, I'm not saying it's true because Donald Trump said it's true. I'm saying it's true because, well, it's panned out, and we have the evidence that shows it is true. Um, he's an infotainer. Yes, he is, V. Coop. He, he is the epitome of infotainer. To come out and just eviscerate a possible presidential candidate because you're on the other side is not very journalistic. Now, you can feel that way privately. You can vote that way. But when you're on the news, well, it used to be, you had to give the story. You had to give the facts. I know, I know, it's all infotainment now. But it, 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 it's getting to be more maddening each and every single day when you hear about this stuff. Um, what's, what's this? Um, oh, oh, this is the reaction of the left as well. Now, I will use their tears as lubrication. I, I don't know why CNN would let Donald Trump go up there and say that Joe Biden, stunning and brave, did not win with 81 million votes, the most votes ever. I, this is a threat to our democracy. <laughs> I, I don't know why CNN would let Donald Trump go up there and say that Joe Biden, stunning and brave, did not win with 81 million votes, the most votes ever. Really? Really? 
I, I mean, seriously. It affects you that much, the town hall meeting? Well, well, young lady, let, let me tell you, here's something you can do about it. But you look like you're probably 22, 23 years old. The one thing that you can do about it, and I won't have anything to say about it, is go out and vote. But the problem is, is that young people have never and will never, ever vote. No, it wasn't satire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've told the story on the show before back when, during the Tony La Russa era of my broadcasting career. Um, The day of the election in 2016, I went home and I watched the election coverage. And there was a girl that worked downstairs and she handled the traffic. Now, traffic in radio is commercials. Um, and the election happened, and there was an event that night. People were out, and, and everybody at that radio station, for some odd reason, was liberal as fuck, and then there was there was good old Red Arnie. I just kept my head down. I did my show. That's all I did. I didn't want to talk politics. I wanted to talk sports. And a girl called in sick the next day because she was so upset Donald Trump won the presidency. She called in sick to work. She works in an office. It's not like she's outside, you know, fucking splitting concrete and cement. She works in a nice office, air-conditioned, coffee available, snacks. I can't come into work. And here's here's the best part of it. I said something about it, and I was the bad guy. Now, granted, what I said was, oh, I'd fire her ass. (laughs) But but once again, you know, this see people like this is why we can't have anything nice. And to those people, I say you need to grow the fuck up really do. You really, really do. But you won't. And, and, and that's just sad. Where is, where is my dirty sound effect here? Where is it? I guess I got rid of it. Mm. Is it there? No. How about there? No. No. Sam drops. No. Oh, there it is. Uh, Triple T says, we're a constitutional republic, you dumb cunt. You need to stop being such a cunt. <sighs> but once again, once again, this is, this is the world that we live in. We're the ones that can change it. I just do the stories. Now, speaking of the world that we live in. Remember that story I told you the other day? I'm about to lose my mind here. I might, I might yell a little bit here. Remember that story I told you the other day out of Plainview, Texas? Plainview School District where a six-year-old girl was forced under a desk with a six-year-old boy and was forced to perform sexual acts while another student used the iPad to film it. You remember that story? And then the teacher who had noise-canceling headphones on because she needed a minute 
That's wonderful. Um, didn't do anything about it. And then a couple days later when the girl was acting weird at home, the parents questioned her about it, and she told them. But, but the school who knew about it as well, because the girl told the teacher, the teacher told the, the principal. And you remember the other caveat of the story is that the iPad that the kid used changed the password. Remember that? Well, they did an investigation. The district listed key findings of an investigation, noting law enforcement personnel who viewed the iPad video determined that a sexual assault did not occur. Rather, mutual inappropriate sexual contact occurred between two six-year-olds. The incident was brief, 34 seconds, with no outcry for help or struggle, the district noted, adding that... uh, so. Well, uh, before I get to that, I'll, I'll come back to that. Adding that the school reached out to the parents or guardians of the children involved to inform them of inappropriate contact had been found on the iPad and that Child Protective Services had been noted. Um, would you like me to start? Would you like me to start on how fucking bullshit this is? I'm going to tell you how, how bullshit this is. Um, let's see. Determined that a sexual assault did not occur. Rather, mutual inappropriate sexual contact occurred between two six years. Here's the problem. The big problem is this. Six-year-olds cannot consent to any sort of sexual contest or, 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 or contact. They can't. They are not at the age of consent. So any inappropriate touching is inappropriate touching. And I like how they're blaming this little girl who couldn't sleep, who was, who was shaking, who was sweating all the time, who went to her parents. Part two, V. Coop nailed it. He says if it's on an iPad, it's child pornography. You had a third six-year-old involved who was filming this. Now, the part that makes me the most fucking angry about this. Well, the incident was brief. It was only 34 seconds, and nobody cried for help or struggled. So, what then you're saying, and you're throwing law enforcement in on this, and I'm about, hey, I'm not sure about this. Well, uh-oh. I, I, I have an uh-oh reason, but, but I'll tell you here in a second. Um, if a woman of age is getting raped in an alley and she has a knife to her throat and the assailant says, don't struggle or scream, is that no longer rape because there was no outcry for help or struggle? So, uh, you know what? I, I think I need to ask that question to somebody. Hmm. Star 6-7. Let's call the superintendent of schools in Plainview, Texas, shall we? 806-293-6000. Hmm. I'm very interested. Inquiring minds want to know. 
morning. Plinko Schools, this is Francis. How can I help you? Yes, is the superintendent in? Uh, no, ma'am, he's not. How can I help you? Uh, well, I was wondering, I just saw the press release about the incident that happened there, and I was just wondering, since, uh, for my own edification, because I plan on going out tonight, um, if there's no outcry for help or struggle when I force myself on a woman, then that's not a crime? Yes, she did misgender me. Interesting. Interesting, they hung up on me. Is that what you call a gotcha moment? The incident was brief. Well, the boy couldn't last that long. He's six. Don't pretend like you didn't laugh. With no outcry for help or struggle. Ah, no big deal. They're just kids being kids. Kids are going to put their wieners in things. I'm uh, I, I, I I'm about to just throw my hands up in the air and just give up and just start assaulting people. I, I, I need to be put in a cage because this is this is getting to be so fucking stupid. The the insulting of our intelligence that says, "Oh, this is just six-year-olds." I'm sorry. And, and this isn't me trying to be a fuddy-duddy or anything. Two six-year-olds, uh, three six-year-olds, I'm sorry, while one is filming. And what kind of six-year-old knows how to fucking, knows to film this? God damn. Um, let's see. Uh, Levi's hates money. That's right. I said it. Levi's hates money because Levi's has decided to expand their gender-neutral line amid customer appetite. <laughs> uh, the head honcho at Levi Strauss, the oldest jean company, said he intends to grow its gender-neutral line of denim products because there's consumer appetite for that. We know that some women buy men's products and some men buy women's products. We know that goes on. We've got research and the data to show it. Yeah, but the models you're using, all this androgyny that's going on. Now, I'm not telling people not to buy Levi's. I'm not telling people to go out and burn their Levi's that they have. This is a company that wants to go ahead and do their thing. Thanks, Levi's. Goodbye, sweet America. Goodbye. Now, now, let me let me take this to a whole different level, okay? Let, let, let me let me let me explain this on a whole different level. And I've tried to with the Bud Light thing, but I, I think I have a better way to do it here. Okay. I'm not. I, I I don't care over the age of eighteen what I what I see. I, I I don't care what you do. Do whatever you fucking want to. Don't try to force me into your weird fucking world. But I'll say this, um, from a business standpoint, why oh why do companies like Budweiser? Because they did it. 
and their their VP of marketing fucking admitted to doing it. Levi's, these companies that are working with this, why are you now only targeting at most 10% of the population? Now, that's what they'll say is gay, is 10% of the population. I think in America it's closer to 7, but we'll say 10. And only about 2% of that Only about 2% of the gay population is transgender. Why and why, what what business school did you go to that says we need to market to this fringe, fringe group and alienate the masses? And if they don't see it that way, then they shouldn't be doing any sort of business. I'm sorry, because you're too stupid to do business. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and Good morning. She says, morning, ass fam. Sorry to be tardy on this lovely Friday, but sleep felt great. Oh, I don't blame you at all. So let's say that you have a product, okay? We'll call it a widget because I don't care what the fucking product is. But America loves your product, okay? Men love your product. Women love your product. Democrats love your product. Republicans love your product. So now, instead of marketing to everybody that likes you and wants your shit, and you want to market to them because they're going to buy your shit, what you're going to do is you're going to say, fuck them, fuck the masses, fuck the 90% of people. We're going to go for 2% of 10%. We are marketing to two people out of 100 in America. You want to know why Bud Light sales went down? Because you marketed to two people out of 100 in America. It's that simple. I didn't go to Harvard Marketing School, Harvard Advertising, Harvard Business, but I know that. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm a little smarter than a little those people give me credit for. This show I know is not marketable to everybody. This show that I do is not for kids. I've had to break down the people. I'm going on some sales calls this weekend. I have to find places that do not appeal to kids, that don't want kids there. I know that. I'm aware of it. Now, could I change the show and make it fun and family-friendly? Sure, I could, but that wouldn't be the show that I want to do. That wouldn't be the show that you guys would tune into. So I understand that. I get it. I'm not marketing to everybody in this country. In a way, I am, because I would love for the left and the, the trans to call the show. And we could have actual debates. And we could talk about this. And we could learn about them. 
And then maybe through some learning, we can all learn to live around each other. Instead of them saying, this is the way it's going to be, and that's the only way. And if you say, well, wait a second, I have a question. Well, you are, you, that, that you're committing genocide against me by questioning me. And before anybody says, oh, Arnie, they, they wouldn't say, they have said that. That's their battle cry. If you question them on their lifestyle, which I have a lot of questions about their lifestyle, if you question them on that, you are you are you are you are uh, contributing to the genocide of the transgender people by simply asking questions. Yeah, yeah let's make America great again. How about before we make America great again? We make America stomachable again, for the love of God. I, I mean, it's seriously. Instead, now we have to see things like this. And and and, and oh wait, I got I got to get this ready here. Um, let's see. This is it, it's finally been explained. The uh, Zim pronouns. Explaining my pronouns. Z, Zim, Zir. Use these pronouns in addition to they, them, and he, him pronouns. Enjoy them because to me, it is gender specific. These are pronouns specifically for my non-binary identity. They, them pronouns are gender neutral, so anyone can use they, them pronouns, whether you're a cis man or you're non-binary like myself. So, Z, Zim, gender specific, they, them, gender neutral. Both of these are fine. How do you... No, it, it really is. So shut up, bitch! Yeah, and I, I, I mean, honestly... You shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet! Thanks for the video, uh, uh, weird person. Z-Zim. No. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Um, I, it, it's going to take a stretch of the imagination for me to even say they, them as their pronouns because um, I speak for a living, so I, I find the English language to be fascinating. I love words, and I love the way words are put together in sentences. And when you fuck it up by saying, they, them was at home last night. Uh, they was at home last night because you have to use it that way. See, the correct, the correct usage of that was they were home last night. But since you're talking about a singular person and you're using a plural to describe a singular person because that's their pronoun because they just steal these things, you have to write it, they was at home last night. Yeehaw! That's what you sound like. They was home last night. <laughs> and I'm no blue blood. I, I, I'm not on the council of, of Harvard's correct speech in this country. I just don't want to sound like a bunch of mouth-breathing fucking inbreds from the Appalachians. Ironic that they all want this imaginary individuality, yet demand and expect everyone to have the exact same thought as one of mass. Yes. Oh, that's my favorite thing. I love words. Arnie sounds like the kid that writes Kamala's speeches. Thank you. I don't know. Is that, is that a compliment or not? I don't think that's a compliment. I'm better than that kid. Come on now.
update on a story I did last week about this homeless dude in New York City. Up. New York City! Yeah. Um, Fred Innocent. He's 45 years old. Well, they, he's going to have to change his last name. Fred, uh, middle name Ain't Innocent, walked uh, uh, to a bar on West 95th Street and Broadway last week, about 10 a.m. The day crew was setting up, and he grabbed two rainbow flags. It is a gay establishment. Grabbed them off the table, and then he shit on one of them. Literally pooped on the rainbow flag. And then with the other rainbow flag, wiped his ass. Are you ready? And by the way, by the way, you know I don't like doing this. And, 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 and And I've added something to the very, very end for you people that hate when I do this. The homeless man now has been charged with a hate crime for destroying the rainbow flags. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! Ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have fucked with? That's me. I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Say my name. I am the chosen one. Now, here's the new one. Doing his little shimmy. That's what it makes did. the women here in Cleveland puke. Now, 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 I've never been to Cleveland, for God's sakes. Come on. The man's been charged with a hate crime for pooping on a gay flag, and I've always wondered this question, and now I have the answer. Do you know it? you are federally protected to burn an American flag in the middle of the street? You, 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 are, you, are, you are federally protected under the First Amendment of the Constitution that law enforcement can arrest you. I'm not even going to go into the consequences talk. I'm just going to say that. But... You take a flag, once again, a symbol. That's just what the American flag is, a symbol. A symbol of a group of people, and you poop on it, and you wipe your ass with it, you're charged with a hate crime. You wouldn't be charged with a hate crime if you did that to an American flag. Ogre says, I just saw San Francisco. Paint rainbow flags on every sidewalk, square, and step and gutter in the city. So when the homeless take shits, they all get locked up. Yep, Ken Dog, you can burn an American flag, but not shit on a rainbow one. Chaz, what's up, buddy? Happy Friday, ass families. Late start today, but I will listen later. Thanks for the ongoing congrats yesterday. Much love. If you weren't here, Chaz Man uh, mentioned that he celebrated 17 years of clean and sober living. And I say salute to you, my friend. Newsom started that shit. You can thank him uh, that this is hate crime, and I can't stand anyone that voted for that fuck. Yeah. You know, the more I see Gavin Newsom, and oh, wait, wait, wait. I haven't even gotten to the San Francisco stuff yet. We, we got to take a break before I get to that. I got to do a, a, one more story on Gen Zers. I, the more I see him on television and the things that he says, 
I am for sure that Gavin Newsom is playing the role that Al Pacino played in that Keanu Reeves movie where he was a lawyer and that nutbag Charlize Theron was in that movie back when she was, you know, stupid and didn't say anything. Or she was smart and didn't say anything. I apologize. But the devil's advocate, I believe it was. I believe Gavin Newsom is Beelzebub. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. Now, I I don't want to get into a Greg Locke sermon here for you, but isn't that kind of exactly something that the devil would say? I, I, like I said, I ain't trying to go all crazy, you know, Jesus stuff on you. But ain't that something that probably the devil would say? Now McDonald's talking about witches. Give them out tarot cards and Happy Meals. I mean, that's crazy. I've never seen that. Take this microphone and bust you in the mouth with it in the name of God. In the name of God. Newsom said, if you overhear anyone saying thing bad about trans, turn them in for hate crimes. What happened to our First Amendment rights? You don't have those in California. Well, you have those if you're on the left. Or if you know Gavin Newsom. All right, last story, first segment here. Um, Gen Zers. You punks. Um, uh, Gen Zers have a new trend out there, and let me just tell you right now, this trend would come with a beating in my house. The new trend in grooming is the everything shower which entails taking extremely hot, steamy showers for up to four hours. Four hours. uh, Soaping up every nook and cranny while they blast their favorite music. Well, first of all, you're going to become ashier than Mount St. fucking Helens. Okay? Secondly, you got the hot water running for four hours. Do you know uh, my ass? My ass would have been beat a solid shade of red. A four-hour shower. Really. Now, I got to tell you, I'm a heavy set guy. I've lost a lot of weight in the last year or so. Very proud of that. I haven't done anything different except take that Ozempic shot. God love you, Ozempic. And by the way, if it has long-term health ramifications, I don't give a fuck. But but my shower, if I want to have a good shower day, my shower, look, you might not like to hear this, but this, this is the way it goes. So I lather up twice. Lather up the first time, get all good and clean. Do all my stuff, right? Rinse off. Then I lather up one more time. Just twice. That's it. Bing, bang, boom. I don't know what y'all are doing for four fucking hours. Four hours? Ogre says, want to soak? Take a bath. Have these dumb fucks heard of water crisis? The planet's not made of water. Some places charge per gallon. So turn that fucking shower off. You get in, you get wet, soap up, rinse off, get the fuck out. Want to steam? Put a plastic bag on your head, rubber band, and shut your neck. And enjoy the steam. You're going to have some crazy-ass dreams as you die. A four-hour shower? 
I guarantee the door would have been kicked in after like 12 minutes at my house. But dad, I'm doing an everything shower and I'm filming it for TikTok. One person wrote a social media influencer, which by the way, you're nothing. Kuv Anon, who's 22, told her her fiance, lucky guy here, an everything shower with hot water and Taylor Swift is better than sex. Okay. All right. He got me. Your stupidity knows no bounds. Oh, I can't wait. This is what I, and by the way, I'm going to make this prediction. At the end of the year, a Gen Zer will drown in a shower. If anybody could drown in a shower, it is a Gen Z or millennial. My son has been in the shower more than five minutes. I bang on the door, give him one minute, then I turn the hot water off. Guess what? He's done before that minute. It took one time of me reaching in and pulling cold-ass water in the winter to get his ass in line. Four-hour shower. By the way, I it, there's even a part of me that don't play. Kids don't ever get that clean. And you do that every day? Good God almighty. Boy, your mama is going to tan the back. She's going to paint your back porch red, as we say down here in the South. 775-357-FANS is the number. Arnie Radio wanted gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. California. Oh, I'm giddy. Literally giddy about the next story.
Take my money, take my rings. I trade it all for just three things. My good friends, my good whiskey, and good loving. Take my money, take my rings. I trade it all for just three things. My good friends, my good whiskey.
sanctum of the ass family this is the first family of the ass family if you will recently I've talked about uh, young Roscoe and how um, how uh, the 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 battle went between the donor and the spawn and the spawn ended up winning and 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 the donor has turned into quite the deadbeat if you will I do believe there hasn't been anything paid for a month yet, but that's not what this is about. No, no, no. What this is about is an update in the situation here at Casa de States. Um, ever since the the breakup happened, 
the spawn uh, found a, a, a young suitor and uh, has been chit-chatting with him. Uh, he's been uh, away, and now he's here, and he's staying with us for a while. We call him the flavor of the month. So the flavor of the month is here, along with the spawn. And then the good child showed up yesterday. Uh, the, the boy, the good child, uh, uh, Braddy Kid's good one. The good one showed up, and we had quite a few laughs yesterday. But I have to tell you about one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in my life happened last night. We were all sitting around the table. It's getting a little bit, t- it's getting near my old man bedtime. And the spawn has gone off to work, leaving Roscoe to be babysat by either Braddy or possibly by the Flavor of the Month. Now, he's more than just Flavor of the Month, but he, that's his name. Hey, Cowboys girl, it's just too long to describe. I, I, I understand, but just go with me. Just accept it. This is one of those things you have to accept it. So as we're sitting around, we're, t- we're chatting, we're having fun, we're laughing, talking about going to the Ranger game next week. And, uh, and, and of course, the spawn can't be away from us because she's terrified of the things we could say. So the evil genius that I am decided to say, hey, send her a text saying that we're going to a strip club. Because I have the good one here, and then there's me, and now we have the flavor of the month. Three fellas, that's a guy's night out. Now, truth be told, truth be told, I haven't been to a strip club in almost 20 years, have zero desire to go to one. I just don't want to go to one. I just, when you're that old guy in the strip club, you look real pathetic. I mean, I was a young guy in the strip club that looked at the old guy and said, that guy is pathetic. There was no way we're going. Well, the spawn then just went on her break. Now, the spawn works at the same hellhole that Braddy works at, which is only about five minutes away. And she storms home. And I send her a text before she leaves saying, hey, can we get some singles from you if we come up there? Because I'm adding to the situation. Um, she comes in. She's in there. And, and we're sitting around the table talking about it. And and I, I think it was Brady Kidd that said, well, what? She, she was questioning her. And, she, and, and the spawn says, I started crying at work. And then, out of nowhere, she broke down. She just started crying. And it's one of the first times in my entire life that I laughed in someone's face that was crying in front of me because it was so fucking funny that she was crying over the fact that we were going to go to the... He knows how I feel about that. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there dying. I'm fucking rolling. I'm like, we weren't even going to (laughs) go. Oh... Okay, I'll go along with that. Him watch Baby Alone already? No, uh... Right, kid says, well, this guy's been more of a father and knows more about this baby than his daddy. So, yeah, we trust him. We, we, we do trust him. So, and super nice kid. Super nice kid. 
haven't given the seal of approval yet, but, but super nice. Very, very respectful young man and social. Not afraid to talk to us. So, okay, we'll go with that. But that is the update, is that, that right now we have a full house. So, and bad things could be coming to the donor. I'm just saying. That's all. Now, now I have another question here before I before before I get into what could be my favorite story ever out of California. Has anybody seen this new guy who's running for president? Now, I'm not talking about Swami. I'm talking about this businessman named Perry Johnson. Has anybody seen this guy? Here you go. I'll I'll show him to you. Perry Johnson, businessman, running for president. He says his his plan is called the the two cents plan. This guy looks like Jim Jones. If you don't know who Jim Jones is, he he just looks like that kind of guy. Jim Jones was the guy who took 900 of his followers to an island and had them drink like a, a concoction, and everybody died. He kind of looks like that. Like, like he looks like the kind of guy that would have had the jumpsuit on with the Nikes on. Remember that story? I don't know about this. Ah, the, 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 this guy's a little bit, he, he's a tad bit on the creepy side to me. I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm just saying that's what he reminds me of. So before he comes after me, um, I, 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 I don't think, no, of course he's not going to do it. He just looks like it. He sounds like a Johnson. I will say it was so nice to see Arnie like a kid in the candy store with the boys last night. Oh, God damn, that was funny. That, oh, man, there's so much testosterone in the house right now. I finally have the testosterone back on my side. Believe me, when Roscoe is the only one that shares testosterone in the house with me, I'm outnumbered. I'm outgunned. Oh, Bubba's no help. Bubba has no testosterone at all. Jim Jones, number one fan of Kool-Aid. <laughs> all right. You know, this story is so special to me because the hilarity that I see. This is, once again, like farting in a refrigerator at a grocery store and walking away and laughing because you're, what you picture is so much funnier than what happens. That's exactly what this story is. This story is so magical, it deserves... This could be the greatest story ever out of California. Now... when I saw the headline, I started laughing, and I sent myself the story. I didn't read even the subheadline, And the subheadline says, Cities Berkeley and Oakland already use this. And it makes me scratch my head and go, Well, I wonder why the crime rates have gone up in both Berkeley and Oakland. Well, let me share the story with you. Los Angeles has an idea that the city council is going to look into of using unarmed civilians to enforce traffic violations like speeding. Woo! Citizens arrest! Citizens arrest! 
can you imagine this? You 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 get pulled over by a minivan. I mean, there you are, just driving, just driving, and then. What are you yelling about? Like you said, you broke the law by making an illegal U-turn, and I hereby, as the citizen of the town of Mayberry in the United States of America, arrest you. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> the city of L.A. could recommend using unarmed civilians to enforce traffic violations instead of the LAPD. Nathan, call 911. <laughs> oh, man. Stackar says all the hall monitors just got a boner at once in L.A. Most traffic enforcement in L.A. should be done by civilian workers, but only in tandem with major infrastructure upgrades and improved safety along with city streets. The plan is based on conclusions from a three-year study conducted by a firm the report recommends following other major cities like Berkeley, Oakland, Philadelphia. Do we need to speak about the crime rates in Philadelphia? Is using unarmed city workers to enforce safety-related traffic violations like speeding. Stinkfist, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, please. Please, look, 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 I don't do this on the show very often, but I I need to talk to my higher power. Dad, Dad, if you're up there, if you're awake, if you're sober, because see, I think he's able to drink in heaven. Dad, please make this happen. Please pull whatever strings you got up there. Tell tell him you'll play the piano benefit for, for, for somebody up there. But please make this happen. Make your little boy happy. Please. Please allow regular citizens to flag down motorists in L.A. Didn't they try this in Police Academy 4, Guys in L.A.? That was fucking a movie. It didn't work in real life. (laughs) There's going to be a new gang initiation by killing these new enforcement citizens. Do they get official whistles and safety vests? Mm. Oh, no. See, see, Stackar. This is <clears throat> this is why I love my brain because my brain goes out when it sees such a a beautiful story like this, and my brain it just goes, well, what are the possibilities? And what is what is my favorite possibility? This is my favorite, and, and I'm picturing it right now. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this picture for you. Let's say that you make some sort of illegal turn or something on the street. It's kind of like the Mayberry thing, the citizens arrest. But what I see happening is that maybe oh 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 this oh this is it. Let me this is the scenario. In LA, they have tolls. You can, you can drive on tolls to get to places faster, even though you're still stuck in traffic. And you can't cross out of those toll lines. Some of them have curbs up, but some of them are just painted, and you can't cross back in. 
what I see happening is this. You, you can cross back in at the legal time. I see somebody crossing back in, not legally, and cutting someone off. And what I see them cutting off is a, a fat, red-headed woman who's got sunglasses on that are too small for her fat face, bright red lipstick, two or three, you know, uh, throats, if you will, chins. As she gets out of her car and, and and she follows this person all the way to their destination because, once again, this woman has nothing to do in her life. But she follows this car all the way to the office park and it parks and she pulls in right behind it to where they can't back out. She gets out, slams the door, comes around there and goes, I am an unarmed citizen uh, authority figure here in L.A. And you cut me off on the 405, and I'm going to write you a ticket. I can enforce this. I am a part of... This is, this is every Karen's fucking dream. And her name is Marge. Cops on patrol. Nah, we got Adele on patrol. God damn it. I didn't see that one coming. Three times today? Jesus. Hello. We know. It's me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was wondering good, good, good. if after all these years you'd like no, to meet. No, no, I, I, I don't want to meet you. <laughs> but maybe, maybe she calls nine one one to report this. Uh, yes, hello. I'm a, a an unarmed citizen patroller here in Los Angeles. And uh, someone cut me off on the 405, and I need you to show up with your ticket book. Oh, I'll wait. And that's when dispatch will have to tell her, uh, first of all, ma'am, 911 is for emergencies. Uh, secondly, you're, you're, if, if you are a part of that, you should have your own ticket book. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the facade's starting to come unraveled. And you see, this is where it escalates. Now, I, 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 I drew the first scenario out like that. Like, she follows the person to an office park and does all her bullshit, right? And that person just laughs her off and goes into work. And then the cops show up and they tell the lady to leave. Now, maybe she assaults the car and then she'll get, you know, in trouble for that. But whatever. The, the, the one that I'm, I, I, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm looking forward to is when the same fat woman does that and she follows somebody who's off to do nefarious acts, such as, I don't know, buying drugs. And she pulls in behind that car and starts out of that stuff of blah, 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 citizen patrol, blah, blah, blah. And she gets, uh, she gets met with, with uh, what I like to refer to as the Kurt Cobain. Ogre says, hi, I'm Karen, and I'm a non-deputized member of the city's severe lack of esteem squad. Ready to be, feel empowered by wagging my finger and giving you a ticket. You're sure to rip up or aim a gun at my face, whatever you're doing. I want to speak with your manager. <laughs> Hello, this is Citizen's Arrest. Nice to meet you. Christopher says, as a motorcycle rider, I can tell you that there's going to be a million dipshits trying to arrest riders for lane splitting and fillering. Since everyone seems to think it's illegal. Yeah, uh, Lane Smith, when I first moved in, I, 
Christopher, thank you for bringing that up. When I first moved to California and people in the motorcycle guys would split lanes, I would get fucking agitated as shit as, until someone told me it was legal. Because it's not legal here. And I grew up here, so my, my, reference, my reference was thrown off. And I don't think at the time it was legal in Nevada. Yeah, oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. That is, and, and, and once I found out it was legal, I still don't like it because it scares me. It's weird. Because I, th- I like to think I'm paying attention in traffic because motorcycle riders, I'm, I'm not a motorcycle guy. I have balance issues. But uh, a lot of my friends ride motorcycles, and, and, and that just terrifies me at lane splitting. So I'm glad you said that. Uh, when she pulls over a real cop, that would be great. Oh, my God. Citizens arrest! Citizens arrest! Boy, hey, L.A. Morgue, get the body bags ready, because this is not going to be fucking pretty. And by the way, if we start to base things off of how Philadelphia does it, yeah, I'll go ahead and just check out. Philadelphia and Oakland are the are, are the bastions of this law enforcement idea. I want you to think about that. Philadelphia, rampant crime in the streets, drug markets everywhere. They're the ones who first started using that trank shit and their fucking limbs started falling off. And do I even need to say any more about Oakland than just Oaktown? Yes, let's base it on the results there. It's really weirded me out moving to New Mexico and seeing so many motorcyclists without helmets. And those are the same people who wore masks during COVID, yeah? Philadelphia needs to shut the fuck up and just stick to the cream cheese. (laughs) Hey, you cream cheese. Straight fire, you've (laughs) you've given me a new insult for Philadelphians. Even though I do like Philadelphia cream cheese, don't get me wrong, it is delicious. Not nutritious, though. <laughs> you cream cheeser. That's a. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm stealing that from, from Gran Torino when he called him an egg roll. Oh my God, new show idea. Makers of Live PD comes Karen's on patrol. I would watch that every single night. That would be the greatest show on television. Those capital order assholes have a new purpose. They're going to chase after all the cops trying to catch them doing something wrong. Now Eagle fans will have a big Kraft cream cheese tubs on their head like cheese wedges in Green Bay. Ham and cream cheesers. Karens will get canceled as racist for pulling over black motorists. Oh, see, see, like I said, like I said, this is just like farting in a grocery store refrigerator and walking away. Because this story lets you come up with the end of how the reaction will be. Oh. Oh, gosh. Please let it happen. I can't wait. And when it does happen, I promise you on this show, I will report that. That will be the first. I will report that story so many times because, and and you know why I'm going to report it so many times? Because it will be one of the big first times that we've all together, all of us, not just me, 
we can all say in unison. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Say my name. I am the chosen one. Doing his little shimmy. It makes the women here in Cleveland puke. Yeah, they're all fucking whores anyway in Cleveland. But see, I'll get to share that with you. You'll finally get to feel how I feel when I play that sound effect. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's why I wake up in the morning. Man, when I see a story that I know I've been right about, oh, I can't get to those fucking keys fast enough. Sometimes I just play it for my own self. And why do I do that? Because... You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. That's me. That's me. And, but, but, but see, we won't be the bad guys then. You guys can be on the side of right. Now, usually you're on the side of right, but this one will all be on the side. Nobody's speaking out saying this is a good idea. Nobody. Now, speaking of Los Angeles... We'll stay, we'll, we'll stay in Southern California for the stupidity train. All aboard! Choo-choo! Hey, hey, California. Californians. Listen up. Your tax dollars, this is what they're being used for. Members of a Los Angeles nonprofit received government funding. Your tax dollars. In the past, and they were used to buy clean new meth pipes for the homeless living on Skid Row. Baba! Damn dog is going to drown himself drinking. Baba Earl! He gets in trouble. He gets his middle name called. <laughs> Workers with Homeless Health Care Los Angeles were recorded on resident uh, video by handing out paraphernalia while driving around in a golf cart. That's right. Your tax dollars in California were, were used to purchase drug paraphernalia for the homeless. I want you to think about this. Wait, I missed that. What's Bubba's middle name? Earl. Bubba Earl. Um, the next time, let's say that you get, I don't know, activated by something in your community that you want. Maybe a stop sign put up. Maybe you want a, a new crossing guard at another street, and you have to pay those people, and you have to pay to put up the stop sign, right? You have to pay to do the... The research to see what a stop sign will do to the traffic things. I I get it. I get it right. And when they don't approve those things, when they and and they say, well, we just don't have it in our budget. I want you to remember that your safety and your children's safety, the crossing guard example, if you will, is not as important as handing out clean meth pipes to the homeless. There you go. And, 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 and honestly, once again, this show is educational. There you go.
I remember I got into an argument on this show, and it started from a Facebook. You, you guys remember this? When I was yelling about tax dollars being spent for something, and somebody on Facebook called me out, and I welcomed them to call the show. And they called the show. And my rule is, I will allow you to talk. I will allow you to say your piece. No matter how much I did, as long as you're not being, you know, violent towards me or or verbally abusive towards me, because I will stand up for myself. I will allow you to spew out whatever it is you want to talk about. Now, the rule is, I let you talk, then you let me talk. And what happened was I let this person spew out all their stupidity. I'm sorry, their points. And when they were finished, I asked, I said, okay, are you finished? Because I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, yeah, I'm finished. I said, okay. And I asked one simple question. I said, whenever this project is needed, it is just like this. And there's no money in the coffers. Because the money was used to buy this stuff. What then? Well, that doesn't happen because they don't do that. I, I said, well, no, wait a second. Wait. They don't have money. They don't have money for the crossing guard. They do not have any money for the crossing guard because it's all been spent on different projects, including clean meth pipes for the homeless. Well, that'll never happen. That's just stupid to even say. I said, stupid to say. That's exactly what happens at fucking every city council meeting. Not everything gets approved. Why? Because they don't have the budget for it. Hiring a crossing guard, maybe it's a volunteer position, but you still have to paint the streets. You still have to spend money on the new crossing. And, of course, they went on to try to verbally assault me. And I tried to talk, and then they would talk over me. So I just hung up on them because, once again, people aren't willing to have conversations. Because, and, and, and this is what it all comes down to, people don't want to be wrong. I'll be the first one to tell you I hate being wrong. I hate messing up. I hate it so much, and, and, and sometimes I assault myself. Brady kid hates when I do that. I fucked up some burgers last week and I slapped myself in the head because I'm better than that. And that's how I learn. Now, yes, I have lots of deep-seated issues and why I do that, but that's how I learn. Because I was wrong. And I don't like to be wrong. But this is where even I can take my own ego out. And I know that this is going to be hard for people to believe. But I have to realize that I'm not always right. I'm right a lot, but I'm not always right. There are some things I've been quite wrong about. Some big things, some small things. And I have been called out on this show. And I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong about something. Because the only way I'm going to learn is if you call me out and I go, oh, okay. But the problem is, is everybody now especially the younger gen and, and and I pick on the younger generation because they were raised the wrong way. They were raised to be coddled and told by their parents they were always right. They could never do anything wrong. 
This is why they're entitled. This is why they think they're better than everybody. This is why they think there are protected classes because they don't know any better. I think it was one of my father's pastimes to tell me how wrong I was on things growing up. Let me, let me rephrase that. I think it was most adults' pastime to tell me what, was, what I did wrong when I was growing up. And why did they do that? A, they probably did enjoy it, which I can't blame them for. And number two, they wanted me to learn. I'm not going to call it a mistake, but I made plenty of mistakes too. And you know what I did from that? Instead of feeling entitled and saying, no, I didn't make the mistake, you made the mistake. I learned from that mistake. Now, does that make me better than millennials? I'll say it. Yes, it does. If you are able to realize that you're wrong about something and admit you're wrong and you move on from it and you learn, there's no higher thing. that That's what makes you a human being. That's what evolution is. We learn from our mistakes. Kids are usually wrong because their ideas are batshit crazy. Yes. And and instead of telling them they're batshit crazy, a lot of these parents, and I, 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 I back it up to 1993, they go along with it. They let their kids draw on the walls. You remember, do, do you remember growing up? Y'all, y'all remember growing up, right? right? Maybe your parents let you do this. I don't know. My parents didn't let me do this. If I took a crayon, and that's how it said crayon, not crayon, crayon, it, when you get that magical box of 64 crayons, and it's got the sharpener, even though we know the sharpener never, ever got it sharp enough to make it cool again, once you used a crayon, it was done. It was the way, like, 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 like how they look at women in the Middle East. Once they've had sex once, they're fucking, they're, they're tainted, they're gross. That's the Middle East. I'm not saying here. Once you use a crayon out of that box of 64, it's done. It will never be the same. So I take crayon out of that box and I start writing on the wall. Well, that's what would get you a spanking growing up. That's what would get you grounded growing up. Mainly a spanking because you're little and you're playing with, with, with that. Do you know what they did right around 1997-ish? They introduced a new paint that you put on your walls. And when kids come over there with crayons and they fuck with it, you can just wipe it off. Just wipe it off. You get a wet rag, and you just wipe it off. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's amazing. That's great. No, it's not. It's not great. It's easier for the parent. But what you're doing then is you're allowing the kids to write on the wall, not punish them for it, clean up their mistake, and then allow them to do the mistake over and over and over and over again. When instead, when your kid writes on the wall, you paint the back porch red, you clean it up, and you teach them never to do that again. But instead, we just sidestepped that and made paint washable. 
You starting to feel what I feel? You starting to, to, to realize that, that, wow. And look, 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 I understand that they made a lot of these things and it made life easier for parents, and I think parents deserve anything they can get that makes their life easier. But I have to tell you, and I'm not bitter about not having kids. I chose a life not to have kids. I didn't want kids. And I've told you once, twice, a million times, I respect everybody that has kids because you have the hardest job on the planet. And when I see kids turn out the way they turn out, I look right at the parents, and I go, that's because they had good parents. They had parents that didn't wipe the crayon off the wall. Fuck, that would be the ending of a great story right there. It also mean, uh, ruins the meaning of the writings on the wall because once you did that, you got an ass whooping that made you never do it again. Exactly. That's the point. When you make mistakes, when you fuck up, there is an ass kicking that comes to you somehow. Not, a, n- not necessarily a physical ass kicking. Maybe it's an emotional ass kicking, but you haven't it when you fuck up. This is why I tell you. The trophy, I, 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 will, I will die on my, uh, I will die saying that giving trophies to kids is the worst thing we ever did to kids. Because failure is such a huge part of life. And I hate it. But man, oh man, it, 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 I look at failure like a lot of people look at death. People don't like to talk about death, but it's a part of life. We're all going to die. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of that bad news to y'all. We will all perish. I hope that I'm lucky enough to go like my dad in his sleep. I already know that's not going to be the case. It's probably going to be a wood chipper death. But dying is a part of life. When my, when my dad came to me and told me, what do I want? because he knew his time was limited, I did not want to talk to him about it because it hurt too bad. And then a day later, I went back and talked to him about it. I had to deal with that because it's a part of life, and so is failure, and nobody wants to talk about failure. Failure is not anything to hold up, but it is. You shouldn't be happy being a repeat failure. Losing. I hate losing more than anybody else, I, and, and, and I, will, I will fight you on that. I will fight you so much because I don't want to lose that argument. But I have lost a lot in my life. And do you know what I did? I learned from them, as you have. This is why you listen to the show. People don't listen to this show to get new ideas. This is the way you guys have lived your lives. You listen to me because I preach the truth to you. I'm not going to tell you a bunch of lies and a bunch of bullshit. Like, hey, this idea in L.A. is a great idea. We're getting the community involved. That's how you can sell that bullshit. We're going to get the, the we're going to, we're going to proactivate the community to help, help the, the burden that the LAPD has. That's how you sell the lie. I'm more optimistic about your death. <laughs> it will be falling into a vat of Dr. Pepper, and you will drown drinking it to death. 
Oh, your lips to God's ears, my friend. Oh, man, that would be the way to go. And, 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 and a constant loop of does Fort Worth ever cross your mind on? Either that, th- this is what could happen. This is what could happen. I, I like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I make it out of the vat, and I put a big dip in, and I go to burp, and that's what I choke on. So I got George Strait playing, belly's full of Dr. Pepper. I got a dip in. I couldn't ask for a better way to go. I mean, aside from falling asleep in my, but but yeah, wood chipper probably gonna happen. It's okay to fail. It is. Just learn from it. Now now see once again, and 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 this is a gigantic failure. <laughs> I love this story. I'm staying once again in California. California. Remember that a couple weeks ago? We uh, got to go back in time. Just just a little bit. There you go. Remember I told you about the Target store in California in San Francisco? The Target store where everything is behind the glass. Employees say the San Francisco store near Union Square has been experiencing a theft every 10 minutes. Workers have said that they watch people shovel stuff into bags. As a result, multiple products are now placed behind plastic barriers. It comes after a number of chains around have closed. What they do is they wait for somebody to open these things, and then the robbing starts. You are not going to smart. You're not going to outsmart these felons. They're gonna get their shit. I saw a video the other day, just the other day. Dude walks into a T-Mobile store, and the dude's got a crowbar. Now, that's a menacing-looking tool. Is a crowbar with them teeth on there, and he doesn't swing at nobody. He takes it and he puts it under the the row of iPhones or whatever the most expensive phones were, and he pops it off. He took the entire shelf, and he put it on his shoulder and walked out the store, and nobody did anything. Well, oh, you're going to tie the phones down to the wall, are you? Well, I can fix that. Stackar says, since I was seven, my dad always do this. Any sporting game, MMA, or even wrestling event, my dad would ask me who I want to win and pick the other side. I asked him later why he did that. He said, because people will not always be on your side, and you've got to learn how to deal with it. Good dad. Good dad right there. Now, now I got a question for y'all real quick since we're on this. I only got really one more story for this segment. Um, here's a question I have for you. Um... When you were kids, did your parents ever let you win? Did your parents ever let you win? Whether it be a game of horse, whether it be basketball, baseball, um, any sport, tiddlywinks, 
checkers. Did your parents let you win? If it was my T-Mobile store, I would have popped his ass. <laughs> I know you would have, T. I know, buddy. Let me win in the words of Alex Trebek. Ha, 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 No. I told the story with Joe just, just yesterday. My dad never, ever, never played any. Okay, Christopher, sorry, my, my bad. Uh, Mage says, my dad killed me at everything. Yes. Oh, I, I can't wait until Roscoe starts doing stuff. Oh, I can't wait till he starts shooting baskets and I fucking throw that shit out the yard. My dad never let me win. I had to beat him. My dad didn't know how to play chess. I learned how to play chess with my cousin. And I I think I beat my dad like the first time because he didn't really get it. And then a couple days later, he goes, you want to play chess? Well, the motherfucker read a book on chess. My dad was a speed reader. So he read a book on chess in like five minutes. And it took me another fucking eight years to beat him. Bastard. Never played anything with my mom. Mom tried uh, to interact with me as little as possible. All right. Sorry, Christopher. Sorry I'm bringing up bad memories. Now, when we play board games, I'll sometimes give my daughter a mulligan, but that's about it. Uh, My dad used to let me win chess occasionally to build my skills. When I beat him fair and square, he was pissed. Yeah. Um, My dad would kill me at horse. My, my, My dad lettered in basketball in high school. My dad could play. My dad could shoot from the outside. And he fucking wore me out. And when I first started playing golf, man, my dad would kick my ass. And I saw a great video the other day of Tiger Woods. Uh, He's on a practice range somewhere. So this happened probably before he got hurt again. And they were asking about his son, Charlie. And, and I, I forget who the other golfer was, but they asked Tiger, has Charlie beat you yet? And Tiger said, no, not yet. He goes, but he outdrove me. And the fucking guy stopped what he was doing. He goes, wait, he outdrove you from the same tees? He goes, Tiger's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hit a spinner into the wind. And Charlie tomahawked the shit out of one. And, and the guy like looks at Tiger and goes, how was it? He goes, oh, it was terrible. It's terrible. And that's the way a father should feel. He should feel that way. He should feel glad that his son did that, but awful as a man. It's the biggest kick in the nuts that a man can get is when his kid beats him at something. And he says, uh, the, the video continues. He goes, Charlie says he's going to beat me by the age of 14. <laughs> and they both kind of looked at each other and like, Fuck. Uh, my dad intentionally tried losing at things because he had zero interest in games. My mom was no mercy. He taught me to learn the dictionary so I'd later kick my mom's ass at Scrabble. Yeah. But we let kids win now. We give them trophies. We say, there, there, there you go, champ. Did a great job sitting on that bench all season. Oh, you didn't even, you didn't even make the practices at all? Well, here's a lovely trophy for you. California, get ready to pay more for your pork products. Supreme Court. 
handed California a legal victory in a dispute over animal welfare laws, ruling that they could have a huge nationwide implication for things. This is the law that was put in place that says you have to build bigger pens for the chickens and mainly the pigs, which will cost pig farmers millions of dollars. Now, will the government subside that? No, 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 no. You, John Q. Consumer, will. Supreme Court says, uh, what, what, what did they say? Um... Biden administration in the state of California and its steadfast allies to range environment issues were at odds with the case of California has the right to impose tough animal crime. California's Prop 12 bans the sale of pork products unless the animal from which is derived was housed with specific space allowances. So get ready. Your pork is going to cost a lot more. Oink, oink. Sorry about that. By, by the way, Nation, you, you should get ready for it too because what happens in California will trickle down. <laughs> to the rest of America. Uh, it won't make a huge deal unless you buy local. All right. Well, they're saying it's going to have ramifications all over. Uh, chess game lasted two days. I caught him cheating. He didn't reset the chessboard, and I figured out what he was doing. That's how I beat him. There you go. Uh, all right. Last story here for this break. This is funny. I, I've been waiting for this. You know how we've been talking about AI and how AI is terrible, and the person that's in charge of AI is... I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Also, she said... I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing, but there's a reason. The new czar of CI, who was clowned by Elon Musk, saying you should have hired somebody that doesn't need help with their router, um, we have gotten word that they've already started working on robots, like, I don't know, Terminators, but that, 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 look, Skynet is real, people. Now, they're trying to sell us AI, they, they're pulling at the heartstrings here. You ready? You ready? Let me read this the way they would. New AI tools help doctors streamline documentation so they can focus on the patients. Doctors in the U.S. spend an average of almost two hours a day completing electronic notes of their regular work hours. Recent studies showing 57% said documentation takes away from the time they can spend with their patients. Now, I'm not one to call bullshit. Oh, wait, I am one to call bullshit. I, I, I mean, I, I actually call it so fucking much that I have fucking sound effects for it. Bullshit! You spend two whole hours a day doing paperwork? Two whole hours a day? Which means, which means, uh, I'd like to point out, so you got an hour for lunch. Let's say the doctors work an eight-hour day, shall we? Let's just say they work an eight-hour day. And two hours of that is spent doing paperwork. You got an hour lunch. So we got three hours out of the day. You got five hours to spend with your patients. Five hours. 
why is it that when I go for my doctor's appointment and they put me in that little room, I got to sit there for about 45 fucking minutes before I see a doctor? You, do you, do you want to tell and, and everybody there has waited 45 minutes? You ain't doing no paperwork. You're out setting up tea times, banging one of the fucking nurses. We have to do two hours of paperwork a day. <laughs> Pastor Locke was preaching on the Antichrist last Sunday. He said he thinks AI is part of the one of many Antichrists. Sure. Just hire more people or I don't know, see less people. What the fuck? Are these doctors in hospitals? They usually don't take lunch breaks. At least my hospital, they don't. They'll bring food in to chow down. On. I, I was giving them just an hour break. I, th- that was me. I don't know how doctors' schedules work. I, I'm not one. I've never shadowed a doctor. I'm, I'm going mainly on the doctors that, 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 that have private practices. Uh, this is a complete lie. They use dictation document. Pastor Locke would probably say AI or Weeches. But electronic charting is making it way better and easier to chart. Plus, they have the voice to text in the narrative notes. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have to do paperwork. All I'm saying is it's two hours a day. That's it. That's it. Two hours a day? You got plenty of time to see your patients. You don't need to try to sell AI to us. I don't. I did a story yesterday. Where China has a chip now that they can they can put into a monkey's head and a monkey can control a robot. We're talking about AI over here. AI is going to be fighting against the monkey robots. This is a war I don't want to be a part of. Jesus. Seven seven five three five seven fans is the number. Arnie Radio One at Gmail Dedicate one to the ladies. Summertime sip bait need something to keep you cool. I'm now summertime sip bait need something to keep you cool. Better look out now though. Dave's got something for you. Tell you what it is. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. Oh my my, I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. See now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy Hold on a second, baby I gotta put my banana in Dixie cups All flavors and push-ups too I'm your ice cream man, baby Stop me when I'm passing by See now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy Hold on one more Well, I'm usually passing by just about 11 o'clock <laughs> I never stop, I usually passing by just around 11 o'clock And if you let me cool you one time You'll be my regular style All right, boys I'm put my banana Pixie cups All flavors and push-ups You have your ice cream man Stop me when I'm fancy five See, now all my flavors Can't be satisfied Yes Of your ice cream man
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, I stand corrected, and it only took an hour and 15 minutes. I have now received what could be the greatest California story I've ever seen. Earlier we talked about unionizing Karens to write speeding tickets in LA because it's doing wonders in Philadelphia, Oakland, and other crime-ridden areas. And I played this music as the ultimate tribute to the ultimate story. And I have already been topped. This just in. The California Reparations Task Force is now looking to repeal Prop 209 and is seeking to legalize discrimination. They wrote in their final report that the law should be amended to allow pro-black discrimination in colleges and employment against other races. All they have to do at the, hey, 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 fine folks at Merriam-Webster. Next year, when you're defining words, when, when, when we get to the word stupidity, all you have to do is, is put that headline in there. Reparation Task Force demands racial discrimination is legalized. Do, do, Alicia says, for fuck's sake. Now, I'm going to point this out for the people that haven't really, really totally figured it all out yet. You want to be able to discriminate against people based on the color of their skin, which is exactly what you're getting paid for. Think about that. You were discriminated against. It hurt your feelings so bad that now you're going to get, as you've asked for, $1.2 million. Some people are asking for $200 million each, but let's keep it at 1.2 because that's not nearly as asinine. Oh, wait, it is. You're getting this money and you're changing a law saying that you can now do what they did. Now, what happens in 50 years when those people come to the forefront and say, damn it, we want our reparations? And before anybody says anything, reparations are supposed to be paid for slavery, but this is in a state where slavery was never legal nor practiced, really. They've even, they've even said it as much. This is for unfair practicing, uh, housing practicing in the 40s. 
police brutality, and other forms of discrimination. And now you want to legally do it. Okay. Okay. I I I I I promise you, ass family. I I did not have this in up my sleeve. This was not a hidden ace that I had. This literally, I just clicked on Daily Mail, and this is the top story. Uh, these people, yeah, I said it. These people are fucking lunatics. Not slavery, blacks, Chinese, yes. Well, we put it. We, we, the, the Japanese and the Asian people in California that were put in internment camps in the forties, they got reparations. Yeah, because they shouldn't have been put in camps. And all the, the, the Asian people that came over and built the railroads that, that really did get California connected to the rest of the world, they should get something, but they aren't going to because this is just stupidity. Like, like, honestly, I don't know what the point of this all is. Like, is this supposed to make me feel bad? Like, when they end up cashing these checks... Am I supposed to feel bad? Because I don't. I'm going to say something in my check. I don't feel bad about slavery because I had nothing to do with it. Do I think it's wrong? Absolutely, I think it's wrong. But it's easy for me to look at it and say, I think it's wrong in the year of our Lord, 2023. Because in the 1800s, That's what we practiced. I've said it a number of times, and I'll stop saying it, but I'm sorry that that was the way of the world back then. And I always like to get these people in a gotcha moment. Because in 100 years, when we, found out, when we find out how bad it is, and by the way, 100 years, it's a long time, and I don't really think it's going to take that long because the wheels are already in motion. In a hundred years, when we find out how bad and wrong it was to own dogs and cats, we're going to tear down every fucking statue of someone that owned a dog or a cat. Are we going to take down every presidential fucking portrait? Well, except Donald Trump, because he didn't have a dog. We're going to do that? Oh, that's asinine. That's stupid. Why is it asinine and stupid? What if it's found out that dogs and cats feel like they're enslaved? Why is that stupid? Oh, it's stupid because you don't have an argument for me and you just want a name call? Oh, okay, then, then allow me to continue, dumb fuck. The answer is, of course, no. It would be stupid to do that. And I'm sorry, that's exactly what we're doing right now. And then, then I'll get hit with this. See, I can have this argument without having the argument. Did, did you just compare slaves to pets? No, no, I didn't. What I will compare them to is this. They, they, were, they, they, were, they were lawn equipment. Sorry. That's what they were. They were treated that way, too. They were treated like objects. 
We know that's wrong now. I don't have a time machine to go back and find out how many people thought it was wrong back then. I don't. If I did, I would, I would, I would love to do that experiment and go around the town in the 1800s and go, hey, is slavery wrong? And then I'll be beaten to death because they'll all probably think it's probably right. The Irish were treated worse than slaves, according to everything I studied, but uh, the limit up to one race of people. Oh, oh. Swoosh, here's the truth. And, and me being Irish, and I know oh, oh, I sent this story to Ogre, and he just texted me back because I know that he left the show already. He says, uh, it's like a Cold War arms race, but with stockpiles of stupidity and delusion. <laughs> Stephanie, you're so funny. That's a funny text. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody watched Ted Lasso this week. Of course, I'll play that. Um, Coach, did you just compare being gay to being a Denver Broncos fan? You know what I did? Yeah, 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 he did. He did. And, and he's pretty much spot on. I'm not compared. Uh, look, look, there's a, there's a terrible joke out there, you know, um, and I'll tell it to you because you won't cancel me. What do you call 100 black guys in the field? Old farm equipment. What do you call 100 Mexican guys in the field? New farm equipment. Bad joke. Look, look, I, I'm sorry that there are jokes out there. I didn't make that up. I just told it. And a lot of people don't want to have a real conversation about slavery. Do you know that about 95% of slaves were treated pretty well? Now, aside from the, the women, but once again, this is another microchasm that we'd have to get into. How were women treated in the 1800s? Women weren't treated the way they're treated today by any stretch of the imagination. And a slave woman was going to be treated even worse because she wasn't strong enough to help the men. So what was her job? She was the, she was the concubine of the house, if you will. Wrong? Sure. But there were prostitutes back in those days at saloons. It was legalized pretty much everywhere. Nobody, nobody got arrested for prostitution back in those days. Prostitution wrong? Yes. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened in the 1800s that were wrong. And we've righted a lot of them. But this is going, this is, this is insanity. This is complete insanity. Anybody who thinks that anybody in today's world deserves $1.2 million is out of their ever-fucking-loving mind. Because, first of all, you were never a slave. And the people you're getting that money from never owned slaves. And don't give me this bullshit about their history and all this kind of stuff and generations and blah, 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 blah. You're pushing the goalposts. You're not sticking to what the argument is. It's just so goddamn dumb. I swear. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It keeps me waking up every morning. I, I, I got to find something. Oh, wait, Billy Bob's. Wait, we got new concerts now. Uh, Randy Rogers, Ducks. Ted Nugent, whew, maybe that one. 
Turnpike Troubadours in December. Ooh, those tickets are on sale. Tracy Lawrence, no. Stony LaRue, God, no. What the hell is a Stony LaRue? I don't even know what a Stony LaRue is. That, that sounds like a fucking a bladder problem. Yeah, I got a Stony LaRue. Oh, Jesus. Arby's restaurant, dead body found in freezer. Right? <laughs> What's this? Uh, let's see. An uh, Arby's in Louisiana has a body is believed to be of an employee discovered inside a freezer. <laughs> that is some fresh roast beef right there. Oh, God. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that story. There's, a, there's an interesting story I'm ending the show with today. Uh, Paramount Global, the, the one that owns pretty much all the networks and MTV and all that kind of stuff. Arby's really does have the meats. <laughs> um, Stony LaRue is really good. So a bladder infection is really good. Red Dirt, you might like them. All right. All right. Um, media company Paramount Global looking to reduce costs has merged Showtime and MTV networks, letting it go about 25% of the staff, including the death of MTV News. Oh, Kurt Loder, you wacky liberal. You knew your music, though, my friend. Kennedy, who went on to a fine career broadcasting at the Fox Network. John Norris, you creepy little freak. You delivered us the hard-hitting news in the rock and roll world. You let us know when Van Halen got back together. You let us know when Van Halen broke up again. You let us know that there was a crazy collaboration going on between Aerosmith and Run DMC. You told us the stories in the news that we wanted to hear. We didn't want to hear about taxes and crime. The only police that we wanted to hear about had a lead singer named Sting. Bon voyage, our friends at MTV News. Bon voyage. I feel like I did that appropriate. That, that, that was justice. B. Coop says, wait, that still existed? Yeah, I think kind of, but not really. But kind of, but not really. But kind of. Like, if they needed to fill in something, like, if they needed something to fill in, uh, like, episodes of, uh, I don't know, the real world versus road rules, they, they would throw in a quick MTV News thing. So it, it existed, but didn't. By the way, the USA Network show, the, the uh, Crisley Knows Best. You remember we talked about them? First of all, they got an ugly-ass daughter. Daughter Savannah looks like she's been kicked in the horse by a fucking mule and then decided to wear the mule's face. Well, her mama and her daddy, uh, they decided that they were going to defraud the government for, for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and they got busted. 
and they were given jail time, and Mama and Daddy are in jail now, separate. Daddy, who we all we all know that Mama's there for a beard. Um, but the wife, Julie, has, quote, broken down behind bars and regrets what she did in the name of fame and money, telling friends she wishes she hadn't let Todd push her into a fraud scheme. Uh-oh. Am I sni- Oh. Am I smelling something? Am I smelling somebody's wanting maybe an early release and willing to turn over some new evidence? ruh According to a source, the 50-year-old mother of three is not doing well in prison. She's broken down. She's not doing well. Well, prison will have a, a, a weird effect on some. Not, not many people would, I would say, flourish behind bars. Some do. Some do. Uh, but, see, I, I, I look at prison as a place not to flourish. You know, like, 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 like if, if little Roscoe ever came to me and said, uh, Mr. Arnie, I'm looking to flourish my life. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look at him and go, you know, you should get thrown into penitentiary. I'm not going to say that to him. The insider who added to Julie, who's in the fourth month, she's broken down in the fourth month. Yeah, yeah oh, I, oh, I'm smelling something else. <laughs> yeah, Julie's got a bunch of random cooter juice on her. Yeah, I, I think Julie has been, been, been tasked to uh, orally uh, satisfy some of the uh, older gals in there. She's telling friends that she's furious with herself for allowing her husband, Todd, who was sentenced to 12 years in prison, to convince her they would never go to jail. He assured her that this wouldn't happen. Well, aside from random tainted cooter juice, the other thing I'm smelling here is a very, very messy divorce. Oh, Oh, this is going to be U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. What? What? You ugly. Quote, she's losing faith that they'll get this overturned. And she's so sad. <laughs> once again, once again, I don't think there are a lot of happy, shining people in, uh, happy, shiny people in prison. Oh, don't forget the book deal. Well, that, that mage, mage, I appreciate that. She will be getting a book deal, but 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 here's the thing, Mage. What did she get? Like eight years? I know, I know, I know. Daddy got twelve. She got eight. Um, by the time they get out, and it doesn't look like they're going to get out anytime soon, unless she does decide to turn evidence, and then he'll be in there longer. Their their window of relevance is closing fast. Like, when she gets out of prison, I, uh, may, uh, you know, Mage, if this is ever said to you, Mine's off limits to ching chongs. You just tell me, and I will beat the shit out of somebody for you, okay? Because I know you're probably a little bitty guy. I'm sorry, Mage, I couldn't resist. Um, she'll get a book deal. It ain't going to sell. 
it ain't going to sell worth a shit because she is no longer on the island of relevance. She, that, 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 that boat has sailed. I mean, eight years is a long time. But she will, I, I agree with you, she'll get a book deal and they'll, they'll shop her, hey, you remember her? And people are going to be like, no. And then they'll say, well, she was married to that gay guy. Oh, yeah, Julie Crisley. Yeah, we know her. Now, if she gets out early because she turns evidence, then the book might sell a lot better. But, yes, major. See? See? Look at that. You know what that is? That, that right there, my friends, that's one thing and one thing only. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm six foot tall and 265. I'm a fat fuck. Well, you're not that fat. 265, that's not bad. Yeah. Major, you, you, you know what? And, and I know that you already know karate, so you, you can handle yourself. God damn it, Arnie. Come on. You're better than that. You're better than those little stabs of, of racial jokes. But the truth is, is I'm not. I'm just not. Um, former flight attendant. I don't know if anybody's traveling lately. Uh, but a uh, former flight attendant uh, says that these are the most disgusting things I've witnessed in the cabin. Now I got I gotta say the the this I I ain't even gonna read the first one I I, I gotta I gotta save it um the save the, those two um so <laughs> kung fu fighting uh the passenger who wiped his armpits with a towel uh this flight attendant who was working on an Indian flight says the passengers used the hot towels to wipe the soles of their feet. On one flight, a passenger took it up a notch, stopping me with his index finger as I attempted to collect the used towels. He wiped his armpits thoroughly with the towel and then handed it to me with two fingers, disgusted with himself. Ho, 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 ho. Do they have reality star conventions like they do with old wrestlers I can see are doing those circuits? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll they'll do, like, star cons and stuff like that. Yeah, she might get on that. Um, Another disgusting thing is the surprise diaper presence. She recalls a passenger changing her baby's napkin on the flight just before meal service. I tried to indicate to her that that might not be pleasant for other passengers, the lady smiled and says, oh, it's okay. I'm done anyway. At the end of the flight, she found the used diaper under the seat. Come on. Come on. And she says, under the seat isn't the only place they used leave, or leave used diapers. Also, that's right, in the seat pockets. But the simply the worst one on here, and I will share this with you verbally. I'm not going to give you the story because nothing good in the story except this story right here. Um, she's on on a flight. A trio of Turkish passengers that the crew suspected had stolen some perfume from the duty free tro- shop were uh, in their seats at the end of the flight. What they left on the floor 
was a bag of urine. Now, because my mind won't stop there, I have to think about how this was produced. One Turkish fella has to pee, and he says, uh, I, I, I don't even know what a Turkish accent sounds like. Gobble? Uh, that was bad. Boo. Boo. So the dude takes a plastic bag and takes a leak in there and then ties it off, right? Then the middle guy goes, wow, that's a good idea. And, and then he pees in the bag. And then the third guy says, well, I don't want to feel left out. And I'm not going to ask to get up. These guys are tough enough to fucking piss in the bag. I'm going to piss in the bag. And then the third guy pees in the bag. And then they leave it on the floor. Fuck is wrong with you savages? You peed in a bag? You don't pee in a bag. You pee in a toilet. You pee on somebody's car. You pee in the bushes. You pee in a porta potty. You don't pee in a bag. Nobody has ever ordered a bag of piss. I shouldn't say that. There's some weirdos out there. Pardon me, what's your largest bag of piss? Oh, two gallons? I'll, I'll take that. Come on. Come on. You can pee in a bottle or a can driving down the road. Okay, I get it. I understand some people have had to do that. But you peed in a bag. Ask family, I'm going I'm I'm to ask you a question. And if you don't feel comfortable asking, because, yes, I will judge you. Um, has anybody ever peed in a bag? Uh, I, I, I'll give you time for your, for your answer. So I'm asking, have you ever peed in a bag? Straight Fire says, yes, at work, stuck in traffic, in a bag. You, you, you weren't, fr- like, 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 I get the bottles, and, 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 and look, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say my dad had one of those things, you know, they give you at the hospital that's got the hole in it, so you put your wiener in there, and it's got a handle on there so you can pee in there. My dad carried one of those in the car, and it grossed me out every time I saw it. I get that. But a bag? Like a bag. Bags can have holes or it bleeds through. I'm not judging, uh, straight fire. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I find it fascinating. Uh, ne- never in a bag, never in a bottle, toilet or bushes. Okay. It's something I can't stand about truck drivers. So many pee in bottles and then just chuck them on the road. Yeah, you can't do that. Alicia has never peed in a bag. I don't want to ask her about taking a dump because she likes talking about her taking dumps. Um, 
No, but I heard people had to try to beat up a drug test. Uh, kind of uh, all that was around. Okay, I understand. Uh, there's a story that goes with that. Uh, Papa Squat. Yeah, see, I, you peed in a bag. Man, that's talent. That is talent. I'm afraid mine would, like, fucking burn a hole in the floor with all the drugs and the shit that I've put in my system over the years. Craziness. All right, moving on. Moving on from urinating practices. Now, I'm doing this story as as just kind of a head-scratcher to to common sense. A Massachusetts court upholds a $37 million payout to a woman who said she developed cancer when she switched from Marlboro Reds to Marlboro Lights because she thought they were safer. The, the, oh wait, I was out fishing at night and sudden I had to go, I mean a bad one, I yelled at my man to get me something, he was looking, I couldn't hold it, hey, I understand, sometimes, sometimes it happens. The High Court of Massachusetts upheld a judgment that awarded Patricia Walsh Green a judgment of $37 million as a result that Philip Morris appealed in 2021. She started smoking Marlboros in 1971 when she was 13 and was unable to quit permanently until 1995. Based on advertising, she believed that Marlboro lights were less harmful than reds, so she made the switch in 1979. Yes, the light means light carcinogens. Get the fuck out of here. The fuck, did she not read the certain general warning? Zero dollars. Tacos made me fat. Can I get money from Mexicans? LOL. We can look into it. First of all, first of all, I look back on all these lawsuits against tobacco companies, and I, I, I just kind of shake my heads, my, my head. Because you guys are all nailing it here with the tacos. Scott says, I'm, I, it's like suing Pepsi for gaining weight after switching to diet. I know that it started around the 50s when they could no longer advertise that smoking was good for you. And let's use some common sense, shall we? Just, just real fast, just, just real quick, just, just us together. If you put something in your mouth and then you light it on fire and you breathe in, you inhale what that fire is burning, I can't think of anything in the world that would be that would be good for you to do that. You are putting something in your mouth that's on fire. Now, I don't judge people for smoking. My dad smoked. My dad, was, he got throat cancer. My dad had three-fourths of his voice box removed. That didn't get him to quit. He didn't quit until he almost died, and then he stopped smoking. 
Well, he almost died from that because they only gave him a 4% chance of living in 1980 after the surgery. But he did live until 2017. And months before my dad died, we had a weird conversation about if we had, you know, if we knew that we were going to die tomorrow, and I think he was the one who brought it up because he was starting to really talk more about his the end. Um, he asked me, would you drink? And I said, I don't know. If I, if I knew for a fact that I was going to die tomorrow, would I drink? I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I wouldn't just because I want to remember, I want to be able to live the last day of my Maybe I will drink. And I asked him the same thing. I said, would you? And he goes, no, no, I wouldn't drink. He goes, but man, oh, man, I would go through so many cigarettes. It would be funny. And I just started laughing because I thought about it because he hadn't smoked in almost 30 years. And he still missed it. Now, I'm not under the guise that that smoking is good or tobacco products are good for you. I use tobacco products a lot. I chew tobacco. Now, this is what, when, when my jaw does fall off, I will not sue the U.S. tobacco companies unless I was guaranteed to win. But I probably wouldn't because, you see, I already know that tobacco is not good for the human being. Smoking it is not good. Putting it between your cheek and gum is not good. But man, oh man, would I stab a lot of people if I didn't have a fucking dip in my mouth. So to originally award this woman $37 million for her act of fucking stupidity. Just furthers along the narrative of what this show seems to be. And that narrative is... Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't handle the amount of stupidity that's presenting itself to me today. Now, I know that Mage was joking, and I know that Scott was joking about suing Pepsi or tacos, and suing Mexicans for tacos. You know, I don't ask the question, what's next? But I'm, I'm going to break a little bit of the rule. I'm not going to actually break the rule. I'm going to ask you this question. Will you be surprised when someone does finally sue McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, when somebody finally does sue, and maybe it's already happened, but let me put the caveat at the end, the, the delicious cherry on top. Ask family, will you be surprised when someone sues a fast food restaurant and wins? I won't. Scott says no. Ask family, are you going to be surprised? Here you go. See, Scott says, nope. Mage says, nope. Straight Fire says, hell no. 
Alicia says, nope. Chaz says, nope. Big Coop says, no, but what the win is free food for life. Sassy Pammy says, nope, because Adele will, God damn it. God damn it, Pam. She's not even fat anymore. Hello. Yeah, that's all you get this time. Someone sued Red Bull because it didn't give them wings and won. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't it? That, that, and by the way, when somebody sues McDonald's and wins a two, five, eight, ten million dollars, I'm not going to be surprised. Fuck it, if I can get $37 million, I'll sue. This woman's, I swear. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Let me get the Boston accent. Park the car. Well, I was uh, smoking the Marlboro, Marlboro Reds, and they were doozies. Oh, yeah. I'd sit there. I, I, I would smoke a, at least a pack on the corner while somebody was over at Harvard. And then somebody said, hey, why don't you switch to the lights? They're a lot better for you. So I said, okay, I'll switch to the lights. And, you know, I thought they were better for me, but they weren't because the socks never won. Ta-da. Well, your honor, your honor, I went from methamphetamine to cocaine. No, it seems like we need to put warning labels on everything to remind retards that they are retarded. Yes, but 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 Battleborn, but Battleborn, somebody asked it earlier. There were warning labels on those cigarettes. There have been warning labels on cigarettes since, what, the, the, the mid-90s or 2000? Now, we, we, we have to continue the smoking facade here, sort of, kind of. But boy, oh boy, is it a doozy. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Now, now I'm 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 going to share a picture with you with the assailant. Um, this is about a Florida substitute teacher, Jennifer Gain Hale, and she's two years younger than me. Let me just scroll down and look at her for a second. And go, God damn, Arnie, you are a baby. When you see this old Methuselah, she was arrested on Cinco de Mayo, May fifth. On suspicion of child abuse. Now, this is not funny, but it is. She was teaching at Eustis Middle School on May 2nd when a student made a remark about trying a vape pen. <laughs> and that's when Miss Hale sprang into action and said, Here, try a puff of mine. When the school principal found out he spoke with her, who allegedly admitted to the wrongdoing, she said, I was trying to fit in. She was walked off the school campus and told not to return. I was just trying to fit in. I just want to be part of the gang. They said all the teachers let him hit their vapes. By the way, why are you hitting the, why are you letting a kid hit your vape? Good Lord. By, oh, by the way, the uh, the flavor of the month is a vapor. Oh, yeah, I've been riding his ass on that. 
Worst part about vaping? Telling your parents you're a fag. All right, last story here. Last story of the week. Then I'm going to let y'all go, and then y'all go out into the world and live your lives this weekend. Now, we just did a story about Arby's finding a dead body in the freezer. Well, this headline reads, What does human flesh taste like? Um... Um, yeah, I don't want to know. I, I, I just don't want to know. The sick cannibal confessions go on, go viral. Spanish social media star Paula Gonu upset her fans this month after revealing that she ate her own knee cartilage during a romantic dinner date with her boyfriend. <laughs> You ate your own knee cartilage? That's like cannibalizing cannibals. You're eating yourself. Is Spawn letting Flavor of the Month use the... (laughs) No, uh, I I don't want to know anything that's going on there. Uh, I, I don't even think he has a key yet. So there you go. Cowboys girl says, ask Hillary. Um, however, this beauty is far from the first person to confess this. Murderers, plane crash survivors, investigative authors have all spoken about how humans taste, with some liking it to the flesh of tuna, while others, of course, say... <laughs> I have to find the right sound effect. Yes. While others say it tastes like chicken. And you motherfuckers need Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. However, one scientific gadget has concluded that human flesh tastes most like pig. Man, don't say that shit. Don't say that human beings taste like pork. Why? Because pork is delicious. Pasta bouillonese. According to an article, reporter placed their hands inside of a robot's mouth with the machine subsequently uh, claiming the human hand was bacon. That's scamming them. People used to call it por- long pork. Cameraman also carried out the same action with the robot, revealing the man's hand tasted like prosciutto. Now, now, now l- let me just tell you here. Let me just tell you here. If I wanted to know what I taste like, I would take a bite out of myself. Okay? Who's going to stop me? Maybe maybe I lose the feeling in my pinky finger one day, and I decide, well, I'm going to go ahead and chop that off. And what I'll do is I'll start to grill up, and I'll I'll singe my my cut closed, and then I'll grill up my pinky, and I'll just eat on that a little bit. I don't know, but the Yellow Jacket girls seem to chow down. Anyone watch that show? Yeah, I've heard about it. It's kind of a takeoff on the Alive movie. But I got to tell you that, that look, look, okay, so if the human being tastes like pork, then I'm going to tell you right now, I will be the highest grade of it. There will be no higher grade than me. I have been marinating my body for, for years and years on Dr. Pepper. All, the, all the, the candy, all the cream cheese, all the cheese that I've had, burgers, meat. Oh, boy. Man, oh, man, all the fat on me. Do you know how much flavor is in my meat? 
I would be the first one to eat myself if I could. But I can't, and I won't, because that's gross. Hey, Arnie, what did you have for uh, dinner last night? Oh, my forearm. You had the word long in your name. That means you ate people like Long John Silver. Bet you didn't know that. I did not know that. Freddy Kid says that's what she said. No, we have to say it like this. That's what that lady from the American office said. There you go. Arnie is Wagyu for cannibals. Oh, man. As I I shake up my marinade. That's what I'm going to start calling my Dr. Pepper is my marinade. Mm-mm-mm. Put me in a smoker for about, I don't know, 86 hours. Woo! I will be fall off the bone delicious. I don't even be like a tomahawk cut of meat. All that fat, I'd smoke you already. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm just telling you right now. I am going to be tasty. So dumb. Why would you eat your own knee cartilage? Like, 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 that'd be like when, when you get something removed from your body, like your gallbladder. You don't get to keep that. Why do they get to keep their knee cartilage? I want to eat my gallbladder. Like smoking meat flavor and Dr. Fat. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you right now, I'd be good. I would be delicious. Fucking my, I would probably say, I would, I would go ahead and say, uh, you want to cut a me, uh, it's probably going to be at least, a hundred thousand dollars a pound. I mean, this right here. This you're gonna have to cook it like on wagyu on like them hot stones. Yeah, people eat their placenta. Yeah, and that's wrong too. That's cannibalism. They say any parent that eats their damn placenta. I'm just telling it right now. You eat your own damn placenta. Yeah, you you you're gonna lose that kid because you're you're a cannibal raising that child. The old ninety sixer. Whew. Elon Musk is the only person that could afford the Arnie old 96er because there's only going to be one. Well, there might be more than one, I should say. Yeah, I'm a little bit bigger, so yeah. But I'm still going to be expensive. All right, so as we we end the show with my demise is a big piece of meat, which I always knew I was, I will tell you thank you for being here today. We will be back on Monday. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there this weekend. Go out there. Tie one on. Wait, hold on a second here. Uh, sounds BS because when I broke my knee, they wouldn't let me keep the bone. They took out. I would have made a necklace. Was, right, right, because that's what your people do. I'm sorry. God damn it. Mage, I'm so sorry, but, you know. Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. I love you, buddy. Um, if you go out this weekend, please, 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 and you, you tie one on, get a Ray home. Whether it's an Uber, whether it's a Lyft, whether it's a cab, just get home safe, all right? So you can be back for Monday's show. So until then, have a great weekend, everybody, and adios!
got the whole world shook up. It all started with a little bit of kiss and a hug. It's a little bit of teeny weeny thing they call love, but no, that little bit of teeny weeny thing they call the love, but nobody's ever seen it, but it's got the whole world shook up. It all started with a little bit of kiss and a hug. It's a little bit of to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.